Welcome to Kicking It With The K-Train, talking with people who help me keep an eye on my vision. Hey everyone, my name is Kyle Kuhn. I'm a totally blind US Paralympian author and speaker. Um, I've been pretty fortunate to live a full and adventurous life. Um, you could say that I have been pretty successful, um, but I definitely could not have done it without the help of some really incredible people. Um, so on this podcast, I'm going to introduce you to many of the people who have helped shape me into the person that I am today. Um, and you know, these are the people um, that really help me keep an eye on my vision. And maybe through hearing their stories, uh, they can help you as well. So let's get started. Huge shout out to my personal partners who help support my adventure athlete career. Um, massive, massive thanks to Bubba Burger. You'll never bite a burger better than a Bubba. Um, straight from the freezer to either the grill or the stovetop, you guys. Um, I've been eating Bubba's for over 20 years. I mean, that's the majority of my life. And hands down, this is the best burger out there. So go check out BubbaFoods.com and uh, check out the store locator to see where you can get your favorite variety of Bubba today. Thanks so much to Infinite Performance Nutrition. Um, take your nutrition personally. Hydration and protein, um, custom tailored for your unique recovery, uh, tastes, sweat rate, um, you know, your training, your goals, you know, and, and your lifestyle. Um, you guys, I, I've been using Infinite since uh, before the Paralympics in 2021, and right now I can't imagine using uh, anything else. Um, they keep me fueled through every workout and every race. So uh, check out infinitenutrition.us, I-N-F-I-N-I-T, nutrition.us, and uh, use the code COON15, that's C-O-O-N-1-5, for 15% off your order. Discover your adventure with Cycles Chinook. Um, you guys, Cycles Chinook delivers an exceptional experience uh, through inspired design, personalized approach, and a shared love of riding bikes. Um, you know, guys, I, I can personally attest to this. I, I have been riding a custom built um, Chinook time trial tandem since 2019, and their passion really is um, encouraging exploration and delivering adventure. Um, so you know, check out cycleschinook.com. That's cycles, C-H-I-N-O-O-K.com. And um, you know, go let them help you um, find your adventure. And uh, let them know that uh, Kyle Kuhn sent you.
Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kicking It with the K Train, uh, where I chat with people who have helped me keep an eye on my vision. And I am pretty pumped and excited to, to chat with this guy today. Uh, it's been a while since we've, uh, since we've talked you know, over, over the phone or uh, in person. Uh, but this guy has been, if, if, you, if you live anywhere close to Jacksonville, Florida, and are a sports fan, um, you know this guy's voice, you know his name, um, and this guy has been, um, he may not know it, but it's a pretty big influence in my life uh, since, I was a, since I was a little little kid and a little sports fan. So I'm really excited and, and pleased to welcome Frank Frangi to the show. Frank, welcome to the show. Uh, Kyle, great to be here. Thank you for thinking of me and having me on and for those kind comments. I, I think I've known you since you were 12, maybe 11, 12. And uh, it's an honor to be on here with you. I appreciate all you're doing and, and happy to be here, man. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. I I, I was thinking this morning and it, it's crazy that like I used to call your I used to call your show as like this little sixth, seventh grade kid uh, just wanting to talk football and baseball. And, and you were always willing and, and open to just chatting with you know, with, with anyone that called into your show, you know, so, you know, it was, it was cool. And that, you know, I just, you know, I, I think back to those days and, you know, I, I now think of, you know, I still listen to your show, um, even though I'm, I'm based out in Colorado now, just with the beauties of technology. So yeah, no, it's been, it's been cool following, following Jacksonville sports, uh, even from afar. Yeah. I appreciate you saying that. You know, I've, I've done this show. It's kind of funny. I've done the radio show since 1988. Think about that. And, uh, <laughs> and that's really when sports radio started. Sports radio kind of came about in 87. The fan in New York City was the first all sports radio station. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then by 91, we here in Jacksonville, we had a station that was the ninth all sports station in the country. And now there's, gosh, hundreds and thousands of them. So uh, it was kind of fun. So I've done it a long time, as you know. So it's been a, it's been a fun ride. Yeah. So kind of walk us through the the arc of that career i mean so like you 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 started your sports radio career in you know in, in 1988 but you know how how did you kind of get into the sports media field yeah. like were you were you an athlete and just didn't make it like kind of tell us the, that story a little bit yeah i was i was always around sports i was a baseball player i tried to walk on at the university of florida didn't make that team but uh but I love sports all my life. I always wanted to be a sports writer. I knew that when I was a kid, Kyle. I was going to destined to be a sports writer. Uh, I pursued that in school, got a journalism degree, graduated from the University of Florida in 1980, mm-hmm. uh, became a sports writer right away. Then in 1988 uh, or 87, as I said a minute ago, sports radio came along and the guy asked me, look, you want to do both, be a sports writer? And sports radio hadn't uh, evolved enough that people didn't know who the hosts were going to be. Right. They're going to be. There weren't a lot of college curriculums that, that, that geared people toward it, so they got some TV guys and some newspaper guys and some sports writers, and we became the talent on sports radio. So I started that in '88, and I really liked it. I really liked it more than sports writing. So in '92, when I for '88 through '91, '92, I was doing both. So in '92, I said, you know what? I think I could. It'd be more lucrative. It'd be more fun. It would fit me more just to be a, a sports talk host. Sports talk was starting to blow up a little bit. So in March of 93, I left the newspaper business after being in it for like 12 years and and did just radio. And so I've been doing radio ever since. I've had I've been doing radio in Jacksonville. This will uh, August 1st will mark 35 years that I've done uh, radio in the afternoon in Jacksonville. So 
Yeah, I've done this wow. a long time, and, and it started with sports writing, and it's, it's been radio and a little bit of TV ever since. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I was actually thinking about this. So you, I mean, like you said, you've, you've been in sports radio, sports, you know, for 35 plus years now, and like you've always been local to Jacksonville. Like you, you've dabbled a little bit here and there with, with things like national radio broadcasts and all that, but like, did it ever, did you ever get the itch to try and like go completely exclusively national or, or why, why remain local? You know, I think uh, I did national games on the week in college football from 07 through 13. So that's seven year stretch. I think sports radio is a local thing. Uh, television, maybe not as much. It can be local, but local television, local sports television is kind of drying up a little bit. John Wortham from Sports Illustrated wrote a great uh, column a couple of weeks ago, the death of the, the local sports anchor, which it, there's a lot of truth to it. That, that job's evolved and changed. But I think sports radio is always going to be local. I think, you know, Sirius, Sirius XM and digital radio and satellite radio is changing a lot in the radio industry. Local radio stations are having a tougher time because a satellite radio can play the same songs. But satellite radio can't ever replace us because if you want to get in your car after a long day work at five o'clock or whenever, and you want to hear somebody talking about the Jaguars, that's not on satellite radio. Uh, they may be talking about the NFL, they may be talking about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, but they're not talking about the Jaguars. And so I think the local following of sports fans will always match up well. And, and, I, and I felt that all along, Kyle. I thought I thought radio was always going to be a local medium. Sports radio is always going to be a local medium. And it's proved out. And even now in the podcast world, in the digital world, in the social media world, I still think that guy that hops in his car after a long day of work wants to turn on that radio and hear Somebody local talk about the local team. And that's why I've naturally fueled us for all these years. It really has. That is, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause I, I and you live it, which is really, really awesome. I mean, and, and I, and honestly, I'm, I'm living proof of it. Like I, I grew up in Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville's, you know, still, still my hometown. Um, you know, and, and I, you know, you guys launched 1010 XL and I think it was what, 2007. And, yeah. And, and like I've been, I've been a loyal listener and like it, it tore me up when I, you know, when I moved away from Jacksonville, cause I thought I was never going to be able to right, listen to right. my, my favorite sports talk radio ever again. Uh, but then like with the, with the creation of, you know, online streaming and, and all this, the, you know, the, all this different stuff, you know, I can now listen to, you know, you guys. And I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm back home listening to listening to sports radio, which is exactly what you were saying. Yeah, the, the cool thing about the technology is now it's not just for Jacksonville people who live in Jacksonville. And that, and that is a great thing. And I listen, I'm a Pittsburgh Pirates fan. So now I can follow talk shows out of Pittsburgh that talk Pirates baseball. So, yep. it, but I still think that it's, it's either local for the people that live here or like you, Kyle, people that have lived here, people yep. that are from here. And so, yeah, that makes it a lot of fun. And certainly, look, it's more fun now because it looks like we might be pretty good. I've been the voice of the Jaguars. <laughs> this will be my 10th year calling Jaguars games. And only the second time, last year, only the second time, we were pretty good. So yep. it, the timing's pretty good, too. It, it really is. And that, that actually leads into my next question. I mean, you've been the voice of the Jaguars now for, you know, this will be year number 10. And, and I remember, I think it was, uh, you know, it was 2013, 2014. You know, I had been away from Jacksonville for a while. Um, and I, I was living in Orlando and I turned on, 
a radio and I, you know, I just, I desperately wanted to find a Jack, the Jags game. I wanted to find the play-by-play yeah. and I found, found the play-by-play and, and, and I hear, and I don't hear Brian Sexton on the radio and I'm like, who's this guy? And then it, it takes right. me like 10 seconds. and I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's Frank Frangie. Yeah. D- did Frank become the voice of the Jaguars? So what, what does being the voice of the Jaguars entail? And like, that had to be a challenge, you know, taking that on after, you know, so many years of one of, you know, of, of one guy being the yeah. voice and now, and now you're the voice and, and, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. There's a lot, there's a lot to unpack in, in, in what you just asked. Number one, Brian did a wonderful job. He was the voice of the Jags oh, yeah. for 19 years. And he's a great, he's a great friend. Uh, I've told this story many times. The Jags were ready to make, to move on to the next guy. I don't think that's anything Brian did wrong. It was just time for the next guy. And when yeah. they came to our radio station, I became that next guy. When it was announced, the first phone call I got was from Brian. Brian, picked, I picked up the phone. I've told this story many times, Kyle. I picked up the phone and Brian said, uh, or I listened to the voicemail, and Brian said, listen, I just want you to know we're good. You know, he said, when it's time for the next guy, I'm glad you're the next guy. If someone had to be it, uh, I don't want there to be any awkwardness between us. Uh, we've been friends. I respect what you've done. It was the best. It broke any, I, not that we needed to break the ice, because Brian and I have been mm-hmm. friends a long time. But it was perfect. And I called him back and said, you are such a stand-up guy. And we've been friends. And he's done a great job in their digital piece. He still works for the Jags. And Brian does a wonderful job. And I've got great respect for him. And I, and I, and I mean that very sincerely. As yep. for me, it's the most important assignment of my career. Uh, I mean, it's your Jaguar fans care. There's no hockey here. There's no baseball here. There's no NBA here. We have one team. And it's my yep. hometown. And to be the voice uh, that tells the story uh, of every play, of every game, of every moment uh, is important. It's an important assignment, and I take it very seriously. And I mean that when I say that, Kyle. It is the most important assignment of my professional career. It's, a, it's an honor and it's a privilege to walk into that booth uh, every day. Like I said, it's about to be my 10th year doing it, and I can't wait for the next game. I'm always the guy that can't wait for the next game. So it's a big deal. It's an important deal. We've grown as we've done it. I've had the same two color guys the whole time. Uh, Tony Baselli just went into the hall. And Jeff yep. Lagerman, two first-round draft picks, and they're great to work with. They're smart. They're accommodating. It's been it's been a fun team, and we've been able to grow that team. And, and it's a very important deal, and I and I never take it lightly. I can assure you of that. Yeah, well, I mean, I can just, I mean, I can, I can tell you, like, I mean, even even today, like, I, I I've always preferred the radio broadcast over. You know, everyone always asks me, oh, I like you know, watch you know, watch the the television broadcast. I'm like, no, nah, like. Radio for me in particular paints that paints that yeah. picture, um, you know, me not being able to, to see the field, me not being able to see the plays, um, you know, you the way you and Tony and Jeff, you know, work together and describe um, everything that's going on on the field and you, and you break it down in such an intricate way like that, that matters um, to me personally so like yeah. you know, just uh, like i said keep up the keep up the great work there because you're you're definitely you, you guys are my eyes on you know when i'm when i'm just enjoying my enjoying my jags you know going on to to win games and you know hopefully win a lot more games and you know hopefully a super bowl here not too well, not too long yeah. well Kyle, i'll tell you what that that's the best compliment i can be paid is from you who relies on us and i, and I get that and i and our job is to paint the picture to paint the picture for someone who's not watching or, or can't watch. And, and uh, I appreciate your comments. That means a lot to me because again, that's, that's what we're trying to do. And we don't get it all. We don't always get it right. And we don't always do it perfectly, but we certainly hope we can create that picture and paint that picture 
uh, for fans who listen on the radio. So that was very kind of you. I appreciate that very much. I mean that. No, I, I appreciate what, what you do. And, and, and in that, and in that vein, um, like, like you said, you don't always do it perfectly. Um, but you are a member of, you know, a prominent member of, of the, you know, public media, you know, the, the landscape, do you like, does you know, has it, or does it still make you nervous putting your opinions out there for, you know, public consumption? I mean, you know, today, you know, today, sometimes it could, could be a little volatile yeah, out there. Yeah. Um, and like, how do you, how do you deal with that pressure to perform going on, on radio, whether it's, you know, a, you know, whether it's the, the talk show every day or, or whether it's going into the booth. Yeah. There, call a game. Yeah. There's different paradigms. The first question you asked is an interesting one. Cause I get asked a lot. You're a talk show host who is supposed to give opinions and it can be cutting hard opinions. Yeah. You're also kind of work for the team. So how do you criticize a team that, that, that pays you? And, and that's a fair question. Yeah, There's a number of answers to that. Number one, Kyle, I think I got the job in part because I'm not particularly caustic anyway. You've listened to the show forever. Oh, uh, yeah. Well before I was called Jags. And I'm not, I'm not a cheap shot artist. I'm not caustic. I'm not, I'm not looking for clicks or listens by, by being bombastic. It's never been my style. Mm-hmm. I try to be reasonable and fair. And uh, so, and I, and I've always been that guy. So I think that helped. Uh, secondly, I'll give Mark Lamping, the president of the team, credit. When, when those rights came to 1010XL, which is when I became the play-by-play voice, the one thing he said to us, he said, look, we don't want to change who you guys are. Just because you're now our rights holder doesn't mean you can't be critical of us. We want you to be fair and honest, but if we're doing something badly, it's your job to say we're doing it badly because that's what talk show hosts do. So I think the team that made it very clear, now again, I'm not ever going to be a cheap shot artist whether I was calling the games or not. But I think the team was very fair about that. So, so in terms of pressure uh, to not criticize the team, I'm, I'm the same guy I was before I had the game. As for the pressure of doing it, listen, uh, if you're not a little bit nervous, uh, baseball players say it all the time. They're a little bit nervous every time they come to bat. Uh, a golfer's nervous every time he tees off. If you don't feel some of that, well, then you're probably not good. Everybody should feel uh, not tension or pressure, but a little bit of butterflies before you do something that's important. And, and we, we have a very front-facing position. There's there's 32 of me in the world. Think about that. The NFL is the biggest sports entity in this country, one of the bigger ones in the world. And there's 32 of us in the world that have the, the honor and privilege of doing this. And I never lose sight of that. So I'm excited every time I go into that booth. I can tell you that. Wow. Yeah. No, it, you you nailed exactly what, what I always – I mean, your response is pretty much exactly what I say because people always ask me, like – Man, don't don't you get nervous? You know, towing the start line, of, you know, of a of a of a Paralympic Games or a World Championships or, or anything like that. And I'm like, oh, of course I do, right. like, of, of course, because like if you if if you don't have a little bit of nerves, you know, number one, you're like you said, you're probably not you're probably not good. Or number two, like you don't do you care? And, and like I right. care about my performance, and, and you you obviously care about yours as well which is which is cool and and i like i like hearing that yeah it's so. a lot it's a lot of fun and, and, I'll, and i'll say this too the and probably when you when you get when you get ready to start a race same with me kyle when i've done it a thousand times but when that when that producer says okay we're on in 30 and it's and it's and, and they give it to me at the top of the broadcast we're ready to go here all the pregame's over uh, the teams are lining up it's it's jags and chiefs and uh, yeah, there's some there's some good butterflies there. I don't want to mess up the open. I want to find that rhythm. 
in broadcast, you have to find a rhythm. At some point, what, between the time you start the open and we're playing, you have to find that rhythm. And the sooner you find that rhythm, uh, the better it is. It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. I mean, just a couple, you know, just a, just a couple more, you know, questions here. I know you're crazy busy, but do you have a, you know, a favorite or like a, you know, a coolest sports event or, or memory that you've either attended or, or covered? I got to tell you, this is a different answer than it. And I asked that answer that question six months ago or a year mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Last year was the most improbable year I've ever seen, Kyle. If you yeah. think about this for a second, think about this. If you were writing a movie script and yep. you were turning it into the studio to get approved and it was like for Remember the Titans or Hoosiers or or, or, or Rudy, right? And you yep. said, okay, uh, the team's going to start out three and seven, be right up against it, but then start winning games. And they're going to be down three touchdowns to the Cowboys, but they're going to come back and win on a pick six in overtime. And two touchdowns to the Ravens, but they're going to score a late touchdown and win on a two-point conversion. And they're going to get outplayed by the Titans at home, their chief nemesis, but somehow pick up a fumble and run it in to win the game. And then they're going to go to the playoffs for the first time in forever and be down 27 to nothing and miraculously come back and win the game on a, on a field goal at the end of the game. If you'd have turned that script, the studio would have rejected it. The studio would have said, that's too unrealistic. It can't really happen. But that's what happened. So yep. I would say last year's finish, the Chargers game, down 27 to nothing in the playoffs, and the call and the honor to make that call at the end of the game when Patterson made the kick, that probably is the shining moment of, of the broadcast stuff I've done. And I'm blessed to have had a lot of it. I'm very blessed, that, that that's probably the one that that one will resonate for a long that that group of games highlighted by that Chargers game will resonate with me for a long time. I got like I, I still get chills when I, I listen back to you know to that call that you made. I mean, I've I, I don't think I've ever heard you know, and I've I've listened to a lot of sports you know on radio. I mean, I've you know I've listened to some of the greats you know from you know Mick Hubert to to yourself in that that. Paul, when Patterson made that kick, was unbelievable. Uh, gave me chills up and down my spine. Like it was incredible. So, uh, how did you? Uh, did you just kind of live it in the moment? Yeah, at that yeah, time. You know, it's funny. You're coming back, and we've had a, we've had a bunch of fun calls already. The Dallas and the Ravens and the Titans game, but you never want to blow the big call. That's one thing any play-by-play guy will tell you. No matter how much you do for that three and a half hours, you're measured by the big call. And so so you knew it was coming down to it. You knew it was going to be a field goal. Number one, the first thing is you got to get the you got to be accurate. Make sure the listener knows back to what we talked about earlier, painting the picture. Make sure you're accurate. Make sure that you got the right hash mark, the right line of scrimmage, how long the field goal is going to be. Who's the holder? Who's the kicker? What's the circumstance? How much time? What's the significance of it? Obviously, the significance of this one was. You, you make the kick, you win the game, and you move on. So yep. I think the first thing is make really sure you're crisp, you're on point, and you've told you're, you've accurately told the story. I think that's that's chapter one, right? The next thing is just be yourself. Once you've been accurate, once you know you've told the story, once you say uh, the snap to Logan Cook, Cook puts it down, Patterson kicks it up, at that point you can lose your mind. At that point you've done, you've done the, the pre-work, if you will. And then when the kick goes in, then that's just reflex, man. You just start screaming and yelling and go back and listen to it later and hope you didn't sound like a fool. That's what you do. I can tell you that. So it was a, it was a, be accurate and crisp and then have fun and be yourself when the moment happens. And I think that's what happened on that kick. 
Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So as a, you know, you know, as a member of the, you know, public eye, you know, you have just a tremendous opportunity, you know, to, to do, you know, good in the world to, to give back. And I know that there are several causes that are, are pretty near and dear to your heart. Um, can you tell us a little bit about, about those? Yeah, the big ones walk off charities, Kyle, and that's and that's a big deal to me. I'm a baseball nut, right? Yeah, I'm a I'm a big baseball fan, and and I and I love baseball. When I grew up, um, baseball was very diverse. In the '70s, I think the best players that we all followed were African American men: Hank yep. Aaron and Willie McCovey and Willie Mays and Joe Morgan and Bob Gibson. And I could go on and on. In yep. the '70s, 27 percent of Major League Baseball players were African-American. That's not Dominican or Puerto Rican. It's, it's black men born in America. Right yep. now, that number is about 6%. It's it's become an expensive game. It's become an it, it, exclusive game. Uh, and the truth is, uh, children in the inner city, children in underserved areas just can't play anymore. It's too expensive. Mm-hmm. So baseball has lost its diversity. And I said, what if we, and because I love baseball so much, and, I, and it's near and dear to my heart, what if we... Put together a charity that helped everybody play and that's what we've tried to do we put the, we've raised a bunch of money we go to the inner city we build league we have clinics we build leagues um and any kid that wants to play on a little league baseball team because i think every kid should have an opportunity to do that so every kid that wants to play on a little league baseball team gets the opportunity to play and and we're excited about that we have we put six thousand kids through our in, in six years now six thousand kids have come to our program we have uh, we have an opening day coming up this Saturday, as a matter of fact, where uh, where where probably 600, 700 kids will all play, uh, 47 teams. Uh, it's exciting, and we're letting we're letting kids who ordinarily couldn't have played baseball, never been on a baseball team, play little league baseball. And it's a big deal to me, and that's the one we're really involved in, and and it's very near and dear to my heart, Kyle. I can promise you that. That's awesome. And, and how can if people want to find out more about walk off yeah. charities, like where, where can they go find out about it and, and how can they help support? Well, thank you for asking that. It's walkoffcharities.com. There's a, there's a, there's a donation button. There's, there's a history. It tells you all about what we are. It tells you about the kids we've been able to affect and the, and the difference it's made in their lives. And if anybody wants to just go to walkoffcharities.com and you can learn all about it. And no matter where you are, you can certainly affect a lot of children's lives. It's a, the gloves cost six bucks. So now we give, we give every kid a glove and uh, we, we ship them. We, we buy them in bulk, but uh, it costs about a hundred dollars for a kid to play uh, a season. That's uniforms, umpires, cleats, equipment, and the glove part of it costs that we buy them for six bucks. So a uh, hundred bucks puts a kid on a field and anybody that wants to contribute to that can do it right there on walkoffcharities.com. Absolutely. love it. Yeah. And uh, I, I think anything that gets kids, involved in sport is awesome I, I i'm sport has been such a integral part of, of my life i've went the, the non-traditional sport route you know unfortunately right. that they don't like they don't like you know totally blind kids uh you know throwing a throwing a baseball on a, on a pitcher's mound but <laughs> but uh, but but yeah no so i i but I, just like you i mean i you know i'm a i love baseball you know it's a you know it's a statistics yeah. game and that's where i found my love of of sports and statistics and you know just you know through through guys like you painting the picture through you know just listening to listening to your, your show listening to all the shows on 1010xl um over the years it's it's 
it's helped me out tremendously. And, and you know, I, I get the, uh, I actually get the comment when I'm, when I do, when I'm on the receiving end of interviews, you know, not, you know, when I'm in the interviewees or yeah. chair, uh, people are like, man, you're an easy interview. I'm like, well, I, I listened to a lot of sports well, talk radio growing up. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I hear you. And Cal, let me say this too. You, dude, you're an inspiration. I've known you since you were a little kid, but what you're able to do is is an inspiration. I know I know you hear that all the time, so I'm kind of getting in line to tell you that. But it's the <laughs> coolest thing ever. And, and I and you haven't let anything hold you back, whether it's a podcast or whether it's winning a, an athletic event. It, it's the coolest thing ever. I, and I and again, I've known you since you were a little kid, but I I've told your dad that a thousand times. I'll tell that to you now. It's it's big stuff what you're doing. I really mean that. Uh, thank you so much, Frank, and and I really appreciate really appreciate that and everything that you do. So. One final thing. I mean, what's next? What's yeah. next for what's next for you? What's next for the station? You know, it's funny. I'm I'm 64. I'll be 65 in the fall. I don't know how I got so old, by the way. I like I tell everybody I'm a young 64 because doesn't everybody think they're a young whatever? So we're all saying that. 100. <laughs> percent um, But I that uh, I, I I don't. I'm nothing's changing here. We I I, I want to do this again. It's the greatest honor of my career to call these Jags games. It's my 35th year in radio. I hope. Uh, for the here one day I'll walk away and go do fun other fun stuff but uh, we travel a lot in the summer my wife and I do we, we get all over the country in fact we're coming to Colorado as a matter of fact they're going to see Red Rocks for the first time oh, uh, awesome this, this, this spring and summer yeah so uh, so but no for for us uh, well, well hopefully what's next is the Jags are good for a while uh, yeah. Doug Peterson's a really good coach very respected Trevor Lawrence I think he's going to be that generational quarterback pal that everybody thought he would be and hoped he would be so I'm hoping there's more playoff runs. And we haven't had much success since I've been doing this. We were good in 17. That wasn't sustainable. But we were good last year. I think it is sustainable. I think when you have the – one thing we've learned about the, uh, the National Football League, when you have coach and quarterback figured out, whether it's Belichick and Brady or Andy Reid and Mahomes or Sean Payton and Drew Brees or Tony Dungy and Peyton Manning, when you get those two pieces right, you go to a lot of playoff games and you probably get to some Super Bowls and you might even win a few. And I think that's what's happened here. They've got those two pieces right. Now, there's far more that goes into it. But when you get coaching quarterback right, um, you have some good – you have a good run. And I think the Jags are poised for that. So, radio station will keep doing what we do, and hopefully the Jags will keep doing what they do. And I can promise you, Kyle, I'm going to keep doing what I do. Awesome. I love it, Frank. And, man, just thank you so much for for your time, uh, You know, t- especially today. But, you know, thanks for – Thanks for showing up every day on on radio and you know giving giving us some good old spo- sports infotainment as uh, as I've yeah, heard yeah. it referenced on the on the station several times. So thank you so much, Frank. And okay, Kyle. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for thinking of me. Take have care. a good one. Take yeah. care, man. And that brings us to another end of kicking it with the K train. I think you can tell that Frank Frangie has helped me keep an eye on my vision. And uh, give him a listen on 1010XL, and you know, listen to some Jags games if you're in uh, if you're in Jacksonville or uh, across the country, and you will you'll understand why he has helped me keep an eye on my vision, and you'll and maybe he'll help you keep an eye on yours. So take care, everyone, and keep an eye on your vision.
Thanks so much, Frank, for coming on the show. So great to catch up with you and uh, you know, and really learn from you over the years. Um, definitely inspired me to you know take that step into this podcasting world. Uh, so thank you so much for all of your encouragement and uh, learning from you. Honestly, really appreciate it. Um, so yeah, everyone, go check out uh, you know Frank's charity, Walk Off Charities, um, especially as we're getting into springtime. Uh, just so great what what he's doing. Uh, I, I totally agree. Every every kid should have the opportunity to play some type of sport, and you know specifically um, you know with with in Frank's case, um, he absolutely is such a baseball nut Um, every kid should have at least the opportunity uh, to give baseball a try so uh, check it out walkoffcharities.com and like he said only six bucks for a glove and 100 bucks for a kid to play baseball for a season which is pretty awesome but yeah Um, hey guys please Give me a follow on all the social media platforms to keep up with my journey. You can find me on Instagram at Iron Kyle. That's E-Y-E-R-O-N-K-Y-L-E. On Facebook at Kyle Kuhn Speaks. And on Twitter at Kyle underscore Kuhn. Uh, please also go check out my website, KyleKuhn.com, where you can pick up a copy of my book, Discovering a Life Without Limits, How Cancer Took My Sight, Blindness Gave Me Vision, and The Mountains Let Me Live. Uh, also pick up a copy of the book from Amazon, Kindle, or audible and guys please drop me a review on apple pot you know on the apple podcast platform Uh, give me a rating on spotify those ratings uh, those reviews they really help me out uh, and and let me know what you guys are liking and not liking about the show Um, and and if you want to reach out personally uh, please do so uh, via you know the contact form on my website And uh, let me know what you're liking and not liking about the show. I'm always looking to grow and improve. So thank you guys all so much for your support of the podcast and of my journey. So, hey, guys, as always, keep an eye on your vision.